Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is the son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Kadesh in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dagwood Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Just frowns everywhere 
for this opportunity to sit under your feet we humble ourselves before you let your perfect will be done bless every one of us who is here this morning as we hear your words let us be changed transformed by the renewing of our minds in Jesus name I pray amen before you sit down wish somebody a pre-valentine's day Tell the person tomorrow I will see you. Tomorrow I will see you. And I don't know if anybody will wish you happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. So I'm wishing you happy Valentine's Day in advance. Oh, go round, go round, be friendly, be friendly. Ah, don't be some way. Justin, ask Auntie Vida that I will be wishing you happy Valentine's Day tomorrow. And then wish Auntie Vida. Father, 
put your hands together and take your seats. This is a church of love. Amen. We don't like sadness. We don't like sad people. <laughs> the Bible says that Jesus has taken away our burdens and given us one that right. Amen. Faith is obeying the gospel. That's the title of this morning's sermon. Faith is obeying the gospel. Last week we shared about the fact that faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Is that not so? Today we also have a special service. We are launching a new book by Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills. Oh, put your hands together properly. How can I say thanks? Amen. One of the most depressing, one of the, the saddest things is to give someone a gift that he doesn't say thank you. When I went to Bangladesh, I remember I didn't know, but in their culture, they don't have a culture of saying thank you. You'll be surprised. They don't have, not that they don't know, there's no word even in their language. For, there's no word like thank you in their language. Yeah. So I remember my, when I went there, I saw that a lot of my church members I got on my first trip, they didn't have phones. So we couldn't even communicate with them. So I came back to my church, which was Laboni at that time, and I told those who I could tell that, look, before I go back, I want you buy a new phone for yourself and give me your old one. You buy a new phone for yourself, give me your old one. You buy a new phone. You buy a new phone. And give me your old one to take. So when I was going back, I took about eight phones to go and share. I went to share it to my church members. Not one. <laughs> Thank you. I remember one of them, he took his phone. Then he turned it. Then he turned it again. Then he turned it. Then look at it. <laughs> ah! I was very bored. But it's later on that I saw an article, not article, like a journal or something some American missionaries had written. And they said that, like, to teach about the culture of the country, that one of the things you should know if you are going there as a missionary or to do church work or something, that they don't say thank you. Know it. It's strange. It's strange. You see, but when somebody doesn't say thank you, you don't even feel like giving the person something again. Actually, your first feeling is even to collect what you give to the person. <laughs> yeah. And so that when I give my children things, I mean, when they were much younger, now they don't. But though when I give them something and they don't say thank you, I take it back. Oh, yeah, I take it back. And I teach that you should learn to say thank you. If you don't say thank you, I take it back. That's all. Yeah. And as they've grown now, they say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a good thing. You see, the Bible says that when you are filled with the Spirit, the Bible says one of the things that happens is that you give thanks by singing to yourselves in some things and spiritual society, part of all, one of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit is gratitude. That's what the Bible says, in all things, give thanks. It's better to say thank you too much than to say thank you small. And when you receive a big gift, your thank you might be big. When you receive salvation, you are going to hell. And now somebody has sent his son to that. Let me tell you something. You know, when I didn't have children, I didn't understand God well. 
that he gave his only begotten son to die. So because of that, anybody who believes in him, you go to heaven. You ask yourself, Albert, would you want to kill Albert for somebody? Willingly. If I had children, I didn't think so. I thought, oh, I'll kill. It's like, oh yeah. You should, I mean, you should stick to your principles. And like, if whatever is that you should never do wrong, stick to your principles. After I got children and they were even young and I couldn't speak, they said, oh, yeah, speak. But as my children have grown, I know them. They know me. We talk. They ask me questions. I answer. We speak. We, I'm not killing nobody for no one. Everybody die for yourself. <laughs> yeah. So for God to have sent his only son to die so that you wouldn't have to die, it's a big thing. Oh, yes, it's a big thing. And God deserves, because, I mean, if you are going to die and someone has exchanged his life for you, it is common sense that you also should give your life for the person. And that's the best way to say thanks. So when we say come to church, worship God, come to church not to die, but to worship God, and it's a problem, it's a sign that you are not saying thanks well. And God has made Bishop write this book to come and teach us how to say thanks well so that we will be filled with his spirit and not with demons. Yes. One day a brother was preaching somewhere and he said, was talking about loyalty and how to um, show loyalty. And as I was preaching, he told the people that if one day, listen to me, as I was preaching, he told them, if one day you ever hear me saying something opposite to what I'm saying today, I want you to know that I am full of demons. Some years later, as he began to talk about the exact opposite, more than the exact opposite of what he was saying, calling the person who he was professing loyal to, Satan. Yes. And calling the person he was professing loyalty to, uh, uh, somebody who had departed from the faith, leading his congregation to hell, it shows you that out of the, the, the Bible, Bible says you'll be judged out of, the mouth, out of your own mouth. Your own words shall judge you. That's why when you go to court, they ask you, please, are you guilty or not guilty? Like they allow you, in spite of all the evidence that you speak for yourself from your own mouth, they will know how the case will go. If you say you are guilty, your sentence will be lighter than if you say you are not guilty and later on we find out that you are guilty. Your own mouth will condemn you. So when you say, if one day you hear me saying something opposite to what I'm saying today, I am full of demons. Then we are now not saying you are full of demons. The tape you recorded some years ago, that's only the tape we are playing today. Oh, yes. So, this is a very important book that each of us should try to get to save us. It will help us and save us from um, uh, becoming full of demons. At least it will show us the road markings. That now you are 500 kilometers from Kumasi. So in case you don't want to go to Kumasi, then turn around. Now you are 300 kilometers. You are getting nearer. Now you are 100 kilometers. You are getting so turn around. The information in this book will save us. Because 
I tell you, sometimes when you are getting into distraction, if the world knew that they were going to hell, they would turn around. But because they don't know, the Bible says the God of this world has blinded their eyes so that they cannot see and receive the glorious gospel. And like Christ said, and be converted so that I will heal them. The benefit for all these is your, is your conversion and your healing. That will come when you are being converted. And so this book will help us to be converted. How can I say thanks? Maybe let me leave it here till the end of the service so that we can see it well. Or I should launch it now. Now or later, let's vote. Now, okay. Strike the anvil while it is hot. <laughs> so who would like to buy the first copies of this book for 1,000 CDs? As a seed we are sowing into Bishop Dachiodnos' books ministry. 1,000 CDs to sow a seed and to say, God bless you. God bless you. May you always be thankful and be filled with the spirit of gratitude. God bless you. May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude. God bless you. Ah, wait a second. You, ah, you encourage people to come so that they'll see themselves on Facebook encouraging them. You, you won't come and take. The person who is coming to take to you won't take their picture. May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude so that God will give you more. May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude so that God will give you more. May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude as you read this book so that God will give you more. Renee, come. <laughs> if you come, I'll call you. You either fall upon the rock or the rock falls on you. <laughs> Look here for the pictures. May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude so that God will give you more share. May you be thankful. be thankful. One, two, three. Three more people. Ah, this darkness, please. Can somebody put on the light so I can see inside the church well? Where is princess? She'll be here. Ah, she's at the back. Uh-huh. May you always be thankful and be filled with the spirit of gratitude so that God will give you more. People that are hiding their faces. Ah, uh-huh, you. The black black you are wearing, I didn't see you now. You are black Ashanti too. Look at the picture. <laughs> May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude so that God will give you more. Last copy. Where's Regina? Eh? Where's Regina? She's standing at the gate. Add Omo, please. This is by popular request. Everybody was shouting, Omo. <laughs> May you always be thankful and filled with the spirit of gratitude so that God will give you more. Amen. Doom kanya, doom so, doom so, doom so, so that we can. Hallelujah. Amen. Today we are looking at maybe let's recap from last week. Last week was a powerful message. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. And Bishop taught out the first point that 
the Israelites' obedience to the commandments was their faith in action. So when, so as like I was introducing the book, and I said that look, when you are grateful, you are a grateful person. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you believe, you sow into that book. Number two, when you do not believe, it's a sign that you are disobedient. First Peter two seven and eight. Unto you therefore we believe he's precious, but unto them that are disobedient, he is disallowed. Third point we looked at last week. When you walk in faith, you obey what you are told. Hebrews 11, 8 and 9. By faith, Abraham, and Abraham is called the father of faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. By faith, he obeyed. So when you obey, it's a sign that you believe. And when you do not obey, it's a sign that you do not believe. Is that Regina who just came in? Ah, come. Hey, look. But why are you wearing black, black? Why, why are you wearing black, black? Or your Valentine is angry with you or what? It's Valentine's Day. It's singles uh, movie night. You should wear bright colors so that you can be seen. black, sir. You look at them, man. Ah, thousand CD seeds for this book so that God will bless you. Look at the camera. Smile for the camera. And this is a blessing. May you always be filled with the spirit of gratitude so that you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit so that God will give you more in Jesus' name. You see, faith is obedience. As as she was, she, she, she didn't even know what was going on. But because of her faith, she just received it. Uh, or you bring it back after church. Ah. May your faith work for you in Jesus' name. Clap for her, clap for her. Amen. Abraham was at home one day and he heard a voice saying, leave your father's house and go to a land that I'll show you. And he believed it was the voice of God. He left his father's house. That's why the Bible says that God is not ashamed to be called his God. What do you believe? We can tell by the things that you do. And the Bible says the just shall live by faith. His faith, his beliefs. So that means that the just shall live by his obedience. Which also means that the just shall live by the things that he does. And the Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That means that by faith, you please God. And that means that by obedience, you please God. And that means that by your works, you please God. Because show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works, by my actions, by the things that I'm doing. Amen. So you are greatly blessed by your acts. A few days ago, I was driving and God spoke to me and said, look, today is the 2nd of February. Today is a day of good fortune in the realm of the spirit. Let everybody sow a seed of 200 Ghana cities into this day and what it signifies in the realm of the spirit. So I obeyed because I'm a man of faith. So I obeyed. As I was obeying, then I became a bit self-conscious. Then I said, look, people would think that I'm after their money. So then I said, give two CDs, you, but, you, but you yourself. If somebody says give two CDs or 200 CDs, or, should, should something not tell you that the two CDs is wrong? 
<laughs> you yourself as a human being. But anyway, I didn't want to look greedy. So I said, I give two CDs or 20 CDs or 200 CDs or 2,000 CDs. But for me, I knew that God had said 200 CDs. As the days have gone by, every single testimony I've heard is from those who gave 200 CDs. Not even one from those who gave 20 CDs. Yes, it's true. I gave 200 CDs myself. My brand new car is parked outside. Oh, yes. I'm sure you saw it on your way in. You see, what I'm saying is, you see, when I speak, I believe in my own words. I cannot lie. It's not something I'm doing for you. We are, look, we are all children of God. Though. The Bible is for all of us. Pastors are not above the word of God. It's true. My new car is parked outside. For you to see physically. Yeah. I've heard people tell me. One person said, I sold 200 CDs and I got 20,000 CDs. Oh, yes. Somebody said, I sold 200 CDs, I got 5,000 CDs. Somebody said, I sold 200 Ghana CDs, I got a new job. Somebody said, I sold 200 CDs, I got a clean bill of health. Different things. It's up to you to obey. Somebody added, how much did you sell? 20 CDs. Why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you do that? Today, we are looking at another chapter. Faith is obeying the gospel. What is the gospel? The word gospel only means good news. Good news. The word gospel also signifies the work that goes with proclaiming the good news. The good news and the work that goes with the good news. Matthew 28, 19, that's why he said, Go ye into all the world. Make disciples of all nations. Doing what? Teaching them to obey. Teaching them to obey. Not just to hear. Preaching is not enough. Teaching them to obey. All things whatsoever I've taught you. Yes. I remember one day I wanted a brother to be blessed. I've never done that before or after. You know? I can tell you that I have a very um, careful attitude towards money. Careful. Because when Jesus was describing money, he described money as the opposite of God. Opposite of God. You, you cannot save God and the money. Not God and the devil. Like Money is stronger than the devil. Yes. Money is more opposite God than even the devil. I'm careful about money. I can almost say I'm afraid of money. I'll prefer not to have money than to have money. Oh, yes. Money is, if you don't know how to handle it, well, it will destroy you. But one day, I wanted the brother to be blessed. So, I told him to come in. So, I said, God had ministered to me to help the person to prosper by giving me money. And I didn't need it. In fact, up to today, that money he gave me maybe seven or eight years ago. Those particular notes are still there. I haven't even used it. <laughs> it's so that I didn't need it, but he needed to be helped. So, he brought me a gift. 
and God told me, open it. So I opened it. When I opened it, then God told me, this is a bad seed. You will never be blessed from this seed. And it was a lot of money. You will never be blessed from this seed. Call him back to change it. For my sake, I said, those particular notes, seven or eight or nine years ago, they are still sitting there. And touched. And you, in the same envelope, he brought it in. So I called him back. I said, look, as I was calling him back, eh, I didn't want to call him back. Lest he thinks maybe I'm after his money. I, I, could, I struggled. But once again, I have learned to obey God. And I was obeying God for his sake, not my sake. For his sake, not my sake. So I called him back. I said, come back. <laughs> hey. So they obeying God is not easy. I squeezed my face. I said, this offering is not good. <laughs> hey. Bring me a better offering. As I was speaking to him, my heart was the opposite of what I was saying. But I needed to obey God. Then he told me, yes, then he went to his car and bought me a better offering. A lot of, and I prayed for him. From that day, I cannot, I cannot, if you call him a liar, God will, you will die that day. It's true. I was obeying. You see, faith is your obedience to what God tells you to do. And sometimes when you don't obey God, eh, you are harming somebody and you are preventing God from doing something that he God look. A lot of our things here are for the sake of others, so not even for ourselves. Have you ever seen a mango tree eating mango before? <laughs> Have you ever seen a seed drinking water before? Everything that God does is for others. It's true. So when we say the gospel, the gospel has to do with the commandments of Jesus, which are for the benefit of other people, not you. When you say, go ye into all the world, you are already saved. <laughs> when Jesus, if Jesus can feed 4,000 people, do you think he needs food for himself? Oh, but for the sake of others. Bible says, let not each man think on his own things, but the things of others. Always think of the effect of how you are treating others. And you know whether your actions are right or wrong. Faith is obeying the gospel. Number one. Believing in the gospel is seen as obeying the gospel. Believing the gospel is seen as obeying the gospel. When you believe, you obey. When you don't believe, you don't obey. First Peter 4, 17. This evening, we have our singles movie night. Oh, if you are clapping, clap well. All singles are coming, including Auntie Vida. She's also a single. <laughs> It's going to be nice. We were going to start at five, but I wanted to start at four so we can close early. You know, so that um, it's going to be very interactive. <laughs> For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin with us, that the judgment, look at what it says. What shall the end be 
of them that obey not the gospel of God. They obey not the gospel. They obey not the good news. When Jesus Christ said, the kingdom, you see, look, the, look, the best advice for business is in the gospels. When Jesus said that, look, the kingdom of God, eh, that's when God is doing something. It is like a man who planted a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds. But when it grows, it's the biggest of herbs. Jesus Christ said, the kingdom of God is like a man who sowed a seed in his ground. First, then it came up. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain of corn. Then Jesus Christ came to teach us, he that is faithful in the least is that which is, is he that is also faithful in much. Throughout the teachings of the gospel, Jesus emphasizes the need of starting small. Every business that is going to do well, try to start small. Every relationship that is going to do well, try to start small. Every marriage that is going to do well, try to start small. Never look for a rich man to marry. If I was a woman, based on what I know, I would not like to marry a rich man. No. The day I would say, I really want to marry a rich man. Yeah, my dream is to marry an oil tycoon. My dream is to marry an oil baron. That oil baron, don't you think he'd be married by now? And the business tycoon, do you know the number of girls and the type of girls who want to marry him? Are you sure you can compete? <laughs> I would like to start with somebody small. When I got married, I had nothing. Ten fingers. Most of you get married at a more advanced stage than how I got married. Most of you would have bounced me fully as I arrived with my ten fingers. With a heart full of faith and empty hands. I said, one day, one day, the first time I moved into our own place, I got a place. I couldn't move in for two weeks because I had nothing. So I had to wait for the month to end. Then when I was paid, then I had to buy mattress from Ash Foam, the one-year fan milk, yellow building. I went, I went to negotiate for that mattress for three days. <laughs> the wholesale price that they are fixed. I got a discount. I went to get somebody who works at ECG, who is in charge of their electricity bills, to go and talk to their manager <laughs> to give me discounts. And I got it after three days. When I got it, I went to pay. Then I told them that I'll come for it in the night because I didn't have money to pick taxi or a truck. And I'll stay at Spintex Road. So I told her that I have to move this mattress in the night under cover of darkness where nobody will see me. So when we closed from work, I totally stayed in the office a bit longer. Then I went there around 6.30. Went to find a watchman. I said, I've come for my mattress. Then I tied the mattress to the roof of my car. I didn't have money for transportation. I started small. I started small with my wife. Nothing. When we went to the house, there was no bed. So we put the mattress on the floor. There were no curtains also. Huh. The price we paid for that no curtains, eh? <laughs> what we didn't know was that the house next to us, their kitchen 
was opposite our bedroom. And it was like the ground slopes. So to go to their kitchen, you have to climb stairs. So, and the way their kitchen was, I think the sink overlooks our bedroom. It's a true story. So, they are higher than our room. So, point of or line of view is from up to down where we are down and their mattress is on the floor and there are no curtains on the windows and we didn't know. But they knew. And they didn't come and tell us also that we can see. So, on that fateful day, <laughs> where the revelation came, we were, um, we were, uh, what the right word? We were in marriage. And then suddenly, my wife screamed. They can see us! <laughs> I'll never forget that day. That was the day I knew that she could swim well. But the way she dived, only an Olympic swimmer can master such skills. She screamed, they can see us. My goodness. So we began thinking, how long have they been seeing us that we have not known about this thing? We had nothing. We had nothing. So suddenly we had to convert bed sheets into curtain. Yes. The kingdom of God is like a man who sowed the mustard seed small. You see, one man of God said, when you jump up, you will come down. But when you grow, you will stay up. Yes. When you jump up, you force yourself to become something you are not. You will come down again. But when you grow naturally, you will stay up. Always try to start small. Obey the God. You want to start a business? Don't go and look for capital. Look for common sense. Don't look for capital. Look for common sense and start small. Sell one. Make small profits. Reinvest it in their business. Make two. When you start a business, tell yourself for the next seven years, I will not eat from this business. I will not eat from this business. Reinvest, 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 reinvest the profit, reinvest, 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 reinvest the profit, reinvest. Look, when this is something God told me, when I was reading that when car manufacturers set up a factory, they depreciate it for seven years. They don't expect to eat for seven years. After seven years, the factory has paid for its installation. After that, everything is profit. But you there, Instagram sensation. You want to post your pictures on Instagram. So your first profit, no shoe. Your first profit, no iPhone 13. That's how you are poor. Start small. I'll show you the scripture. The Bible says that there is he that is rich, but pretends to be poor. It is four people always wearing big, big chains. Wearing expensive shoe, big chain, big phone. Big shoe going for a loan to do a wedding. Going for a loan to do it. One day I saw a poor man. He had gone for a loan of 5,000 cities about 10 years ago to do um, engagement reception. Engagement. I said, they went for the engagement reception food. It's golden tulip that came to cater. 
the food was nice, so the way we ate, eh? <laughs> not wedding reception, but engagement reception was catered by Golden Tulip, a loan of 5,000 CDs, maybe 10 years ago. Of course, today he barely lives in a completed two bedroom house. How can you prosper if you don't obey the gospel of Jesus Christ? Start small. Learn hard. Work hard. Always take a posture of I don't have. I tell my children, you have two choices. Either you learn hard today and enjoy tomorrow or enjoy today and work hard or enjoy today and work hard tomorrow. I tell them, you see me relaxing as we are learning. When I was your age, I was not relaxing. Today is my turn to relax. Yes. (laughs) Always start small. Obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. What did Jesus say? Obey it. Matthew 7, 24. Obey Jesus. Obey Jesus. Obey the gospel. Obey the good news. He says, he who hears my word and does it, I'll tell you what he's like. He is like a man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain fell. The wind blew. And the floods arose. Think about it. Rain falls from top to down. Wind blows from left to right. Flood rises from down to up. Whether it's from top down or side, the Bible says that because he's built his house upon the rock, in the midst of crisis from all sides, he stood firm. He obeyed the gospel. So whenever you don't come to church consistently to hear the gospel, you will not even know what you should obey. When you don't have your quiet time regularly, you don't even know what you should obey. And sometimes you, you may have known the last year, but you forget. How many of you have ever read the Bible and say, hey, but I read this book before. But this scripture... Charlie, have you seen it before? You have seen it before. But you forget. That's why you need to keep reading. Reading so you know what to obey for today. And every day God will show you what you should obey. Every day God will show you what you should obey. And then the more you obey, the more your life will be founded upon the rock of the gospel. And then your faith will be made evident. Number two. Today we are closing early so that we can go and prepare for what? Singles movie night. And I'm the host. Number two. Believing in the gospel and obeying the gospel is one and the same thing. Believing and obeying is the same thing. Are you there? Or you've gone home? Second Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 to 9. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flaming fire, look at this. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? 
What did Jesus say? Peter said, How many times shall I forgive my neighbor? Because some neighbors are very, very foolish. Always doing what they know I don't like. (laughs) Always pouring rubbish on my front door. Always coming to work late. Renee. Your staff will always come late. <laughs> yes. Never doing the right thing. How many times should I forgive them? And Jesus said, 70 times 7 times. He didn't say 70 times 7. That's 490. Simple. You can start counting. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Cross. 1, 2, 3, 4. Cross. 1, 2, 3, 4. Cross. Are you 490? I've obeyed the gospel. Now I can walk in vengeance. <laughs> Jesus, what he said I should do, I've done. He said 70 times 7. I've done it. Now it's now time for what? Revenge. That's not what he said. He said 70 times 7 times. You must never stop forgiving. You must never stop forgiving. That is the gospel. You must never stop forgiving for your own sake. Never stop forgiving. No matter how painful it is. Hey, but sometimes it's not easy to forgive. Oh. One of these days we will have a convention on forgiveness. Only forgiveness. The problem of this world is forgiveness. The Bible says the law came by Moses. Grace and truth came by Jesus. In the Old Testament, you go and check. There's nothing like forgiveness in the Old Testament. That word doesn't even exist in the Old Testament. It doesn't even exist. The law in the Old Testament was the lex talionis, an eye for an eye. Yes. The Bible is Jesus who brought forgiveness. Oh. They brought the woman caught in adultery to Jesus. Jesus, alhamdulillah. We caught this woman in adultery. In the very, Jesus, you know, the last time we brought a woman like that, we caught her, you had a, did you see her? Did you see her? You said, and you called us gossips that we like to follow rumors. And I, <laughs> I catch you, I catch you. I hide under a tree, I gossip. I catch you, I catch you. Camera, I put her, I catch you. You accused us of crass journalism. <laughs> I catch you, I catch you. You go hide under the tree, I tape you. <laughs> so this one, Jesus, we caught her in the very act. And we told her, dress up, we are taking you to God. <laughs> so Jesus, here she is. Moses told us, the Moses you've been quoting, he told us that anybody we catch in adultery, we should stone the person. We have brought her to you. What should we do? Then Jesus told them. Number one. The one who has not done some before. <laughs> Jesus didn't quarrel with them. Jesus didn't quarrel with them. He just said, He who is without sin, that's this sin, cast the first stone. He never told them not to stone the woman. He said, If you know you don't deserve stoning, then stone her. Then the Bible says, beginning from the eldest of the Pharisees, 
Because you see, the more mature you are, the more you know that you are sinful. So the most senior Pharisees saw that, Chalemi, now I went to ask for forgiveness for this thing some time ago, and they forgive me. Then the Bible says, listen, when they had all left, Jesus said, where are your accusers? Then Jesus told her, neither do I condemn you. Go and say no more. As soon as Jesus told her, go and say no more, I forgive you. Then Jesus said, I am the light. Forgive the dead, I am the light of the world. Forgiveness is the light of the world. He that follows me, that means that he that forgives shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He that forgives, he that forgives. Look, the whole gospel is about forgiveness. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes should not perish. Why do we perish? Because of our sins. Why do we not perish? Because God forgives us. That's all. The whole look, church is all about forgiveness. Oh, the whole church, the whole gospel, everything is is you can encapsulate the gospel in one word. One word: forgiveness. Forgiveness. That's all. There's nothing. Healing. Healing. After you are healed, won't you die one day? Power. If you fall down, don't you stand again and go to work the next day? If you are prosperous, won't you still die? <laughs> what, uh, what again? If you have a car, won't it get old? If you live in a house, won't it be old one day? The area car, you won't like it again. So what is it really then? How do we make it to heaven? Which is like the culmination of the gospel. Like what is the most important aspect of everything? How do we make it to heaven? Is it not by the blood of Jesus through which God forgives us? The whole thing is forgiveness. Oh, The whole thing is forgiveness. The whole thing is forgiveness. That's what the Bible says that if the Lord were to mark iniquity, who shall stand? It is just, like God is just forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. For, uh, then you turn your blind eye. You do like he has not seen. Human beings will go and buy binoculars to see well, but not God. The whole thing is forgiveness. You sing, but you, I forgive you. Human beings are demolished. We can't forgive all. Even for sins we commit. Look at the Pharisees. Oh, for the caterer, who you got to cast your hair. Human beings can't forgive. Even for sins we commit. Hey, what betide you? One day, David went to sin. He went to number the people. God said, don't count them. He went to count. Then God caught his head. I give you options of punishment. Number one, there'll be famine in Israel. Number two, you lose battles. Number three, something. David said, I choose to fall into the hands of God. I, I prefer that. If you fall into human beings, look, human beings, we can't forgive. Oh. Even when we forgive, we look at you some way, be like we know you do it again. <laughs> you know, in psychology, in psychology, there's something they call fundamental attribution error in psychology. Do you know what it teaches? It teaches what Jesus Christ said, remove your, remove the moat from your eyes so you see clearly. It is in psychology. They've proven it. 
fundamental attribution error teaches that you will listen and find yourself in it that when we sin no when we do something wrong because psychology doesn't use the word sin sin is bible when we do something wrong we attribute it to the environment but when somebody does something wrong we attribute it to the person the same thing i'll give you an example when you go and steal you say because i was broke i didn't have money my father said he'll pay my school fees he didn't pay i didn't know what to do that's why i went to steal so i can't pay my school fees first somebody goes to say he's a thief <laughs> is it true or not true those here will mind me isn't it okay so from the let me preach i'll stand here and preach <laughs> where you go for the gate you say i don't know what happened all that i saw was that i was on the bed <laughs> do you know how many years i've heard that i don't know what happened ah, do you know how many years i've been a pastor the different countries have been a pastor. every country they say i don't know what happened <laughs> but when somebody goes to fornicate it's an immoral person it's a sinner she likes fornicating too much he likes that thing. he likes girls <laughs> when you were fornicating I, so I don't know what happened did you go and drink uh, tramadol that's why I say you don't know what happened it's called fundamental like you attribute it's an error when it's somebody you say ah the person is bad what is you? You say it's, say it's not me. It's circumstances. Yes. But the whole thing is forgiveness. I'll show you. Bible says in James, said, he that has judged without mercy shall himself also be judged without mercy. And he that has given compassion shall... Do you know that that scripture we quote to take offerings all passes our favorite scripture for offerings give and it shall be given unto you good measure has nothing to do with money nothing to do with money jesus was talking about judgment that like he like the more you judge it will be meted back to you good measure nothing about money but that's our favorite money scripture (laughs) yeah nothing to do with money but of course the principle is true based on other Scripture that the more you sow, the more you reap, and all these things. Brothers, the thing is, it is forgiveness. Oh, the whole thing is forgiveness. The whole gospel is forgiveness. We should be lenient with one another. Let it go. You cannot even know. This morning I was talking to Justin about something. The other boy told her that long-term relationships are nice because I've known her since 2008 or nine. From when she was a university student, I've known her. It's not today that I'm coming to meet her. It's nice talking. Like when I'm sitting, I don't think that I'm even sitting with a church member. I don't even think about her. It's like a person. Yes. I know she also trusts me. I don't think about she, Unless you can forgive. Do you know that she has, for, uh, she has uh, yes, word, no, yes, uh, offended me? I'm also sure I've also offended her. If she cannot forgive me, I also cannot forgive her. Too much. Some of you would have been married by now, but for inability to forgive. You may have been happier. You may have been richer. You may have been more established. 
by inability to forgive. Somebody being offended. Hey, you see the girls? He cheated on me. He cheated on me. I can never forgive him. I can never forgive him. He cheated on me. How many times have you also cheated on God? Have you thought about all the times where God has bled you? Never paid tithe? Should God also not forgive you for cheating? God will tell the angels, as you are praying, the angels say, a cheat is praying. <laughs> a cheat, father, a cheat has sown a seed of 200 cities. Then the angel will be discussed. Should we take this prayer to God or not? Then the angel will say, let's also cheat him back. Would you like that? No. Someone that's going to cheat on you, forgive the person. God has forgiven the person you to forgive. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. What I do you to do? You are joined us. No, the whole thing is forgiveness. The whole gospel is forgiveness. It's not healing. It's not miracles. It's not science. Ah, if the gospel were all this thing, then go and walk on water and let's see. Go and walk, walk on water and let's see. It's not everything. Christ said greater works than you do, but we're doing the greater works. One day Jesus told them that, look, they are weightier matters of the law. Weightier than all these things. Tithe and all these things. Jesus, he didn't pay title. Let me tell you. <laughs> At the first, I actually said it, but I also have to speak in the truth. Jesus didn't pay tithe. He should have paid tithe, but he didn't pay tithe. What did he ask about I said, <laughs> Peter, Peter went to fight for Jesus. Seriously. The Pharisees went to ask him, Your master, he doesn't pay that. Peter grew out. He said, Sure, he pays. Fed the Pharisees for thinking that Jesus doesn't pay. Then when he went to say, hey, Jesus, something happened today. I just want to confirm with you. Do you pay? <laughs> Jesus said, No. <laughs> no, 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 I don't pay. But then he explained that, Look, but you go and catch a fish before they go and check my records. <laughs> Before, before they go and check the record, quickly, quickly go and catch a fish and go and pay the tithe. If it was tithe, the check we would not be here. How many months have you been here and didn't pay? I mean, I know most of you, almost all of you, but I'm making a point. But sometimes you swear the tithe. You see, I don't know. We've been doing this work. But love and forgiveness is greater than your tithe. Love and forgiveness is greater than church attendance. Jesus actually, when you come to church, you remember your quarrel with somebody. Go home. Leave your gift. Go home. You see, we've got it wrong. We can actually be sitting in church and quarreling with the person sitting next to you. You have missed your way. You've missed your way. You, you've missed your way. One of the things I don't like is Quarreling in. You see, you may see me very strong, and I am very strong. I think that's how God has made me. I've tried to change, but you see, when a madman is cured, eh, sometimes small remains to fight the children. Yes. But I've seen that. Love relating is better. Yes. You see, when people fear you, They'll do everything you tell them to do. When people love you, they'll do more than what you tell them to do. Oh, yes. It's better to make people love you than to fear you. And finally, today, dear, 
Alhamdulillah, we'll close before 11. <laughs> Finally, so the first one is that believing in the gospel is seen as the same as obeying the gospel. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of the God. And if it first begins, what shall be the end of those who obey not the gospel? I want to charge all of us. Everybody change your quiet time to the gospel. That's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's where you see the gospel word, like Jesus speaking. Number two, believing in the gospel and obeying the gospel is one of the same thing. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished, that may you not be punished in Jesus' name, with everlasting destruction for the presence of the Lord and for the glory of his power. Finally for today, obeying the gospel is all that God expects from us. Romans 10, 16, 17. Romans chapter 10, verse 16 and 17. That's all. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And Papa Hagen said, and by hearing and hearing and hearing, like repeated hearing of the word of God. He said, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 12, 13 and 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 12, 13. And further by these, my son, oh, be admonished or be advised or be instructed. For of making many books, there is no end, and of much study is a word of the flesh. Verse 30. That means that sometimes the talking is too much. That's why today I said short sermon. <laughs> sometimes the talk and of much study, there's where like, you come today that they are worrying you even in the church. <laughs> because your five sins we've been talking about, you have not solved them, now we are bringing eight more. You are even tired. So that's why you take a little break to clear the backlog before you come. Yeah. Or much study there's weariness. Verse 13. That means that instead of what is in verse 12, it's like the talking, the weariness, the study, the, 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 let us just hear the conclusion of the whole matter. <laughs> Let's just jump for out of the study, this one conclusion, something. Let's just hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, fear God, and obey his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. Verse 14. Verse 14. For God shall bring every work. You see, what I'm telling you about faith, everything you do represents your faith. God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Finish. Whether I be good or whether I be evil, God will bring you into judgment. But at the end, just fear God and obey his commandments. Jesus said, forgive, forgive. Jesus said, preach, preach. Jesus said, look, don't worry about what is outside. Worry about what is inside. Believe it. Worry about what comes out of you. Jesus said, 
We should go out and preach. Go out and preach. What did Jesus again say? Don't love anybody more than me. Is that not why you don't even trust men today? Because you didn't obey the gospel? <laughs> you went to, to trust men more than Jesus. Now you don't believe in Jesus. What has Jesus done? What has Jesus done? He told you, don't trust men. Don't love. Love me with all your heart. You've got to give all your heart to a fraud boy. What can, I mean, what can come out of it? <laughs> you trusted. You trusted a slave queen. Mo- <laughs> What's oh? Why just saying oh? Let me continue preaching my gospel. I will not allow anybody to make me disobey the gospel. You've got to trust a slave queen. You've got to love a slave queen more than Jesus. Now, as they shredded your heart like cheese, you are now saying, I would never trust a woman again. I'll never trust a woman. <laughs> you are the one who went to trust somebody. You went to love a slave queen. Like when you saw her hips. As someone, they got to do body sculpture. You went to follow body sculpture. Instead of obeying the gospel, now your heart, you don't know whether it's on the left side or it's under your feet, your own heart, you don't know where it is now. Now you say, I won't come to church again. What has God done about it? Did you pray to God and God said, go and follow the slave queen? Why do you blame God? You see us blaming God. (laughs) The Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separate and I will be your God. Now you, you've not come out from among them. You've not separated yourself. And you are wondering why you are calling upon him and he's not answering. There's some new song in town. We'll chill with the big boys. I'm chilling with the big boys. Okay. God said, come to me. That's the gospel though. The, eh, what? You don't have to say the dog. Give, please give her a microphone. Give her a microphone. Me, I haven't heard that song before. It's on WhatsApp profile. I heard it. Come and sing that. I'm gonna wait on you. I'm gonna wait on you. Love that you. Uh, I've tasted your goodness. Come and sing the song. Chilling with the big boys. I'm chilling with the big boys. Sing it for us. He went to bum bum. <laughs> I haven't heard that part before. <laughs> I want to chill with the big boys. I want to chill with the big boys. Now you're the wrong kitty kitty, you're the wrong kata kata. I haven't heard that part before too. When God said, come into my presence, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly, and you shall have rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. They come to me. Everything. Yo, dear, you say, I'm going kitty kitty. I'm going papa papa. I'm chilling with the big boys. Now the big boys have raped you. You say you don't trust men again. What has God done? What has God done? Is it God who went to bring the big boys? Look, every time you are in crisis, check. You are disobeying the gospel. Every time, check, you are disobeying the gospel. God has, the Bible says, God does not sin, neither can he be tempted with sin. In him, there is no darkness at all. Not, 
Not, Bible says there's even no shadow, even shadow with God. The Bible says that he, he's full of light. Yes. Stop blaming God for things that you've done to yourself. Obey the gospel. Everything will be okay. Obey the gospel. Your life will be sweet every day. What did he say? He said, if you obey me and serve me, you shall spend your days in prosperity and your years in pleasures. Let's stand to our feet and close. Pray for yourself. That every day you walk in obedience to the gospel. Lift hands and surrender your life to God. When you do, you live a surrendered life. You will eat of the good of the land constantly. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Learn of Jesus. Read the gospel, the red letters in your Bible. Learn them. For I am meek and I'm lowly. Meekness, lowliness. For my yoke is easy. My burdens I give are light. That is God. When receive this blessing, when it is time for you to get married, you will get married. When it is time for you to have children, your children shall come forth. When it is time for you to have a job, you will have many jobs running to you. When it is time for you to have children, they will spring forth. In the day of the when your prophecy about your prosperity comes forth, ha, you have more money that you can spend. You will be surrounded by godly friends, godly neighbors. Busoma, I prophesy and bless and speak stability, establishment, prosperity into your life. With my words, I create a new existence for you. An existence of obedience to the gospel. What Jesus said is what you will do. You will take your delight like he said. My meat, my provision, my happiness is to do the will of him that saved me and to finish his work and obey him. May obedience, like he said, I have magnified your words more than my daily food more than my daily need. When you obey him, surely you will have more food to eat. Surely you have more to drink. Surely you have more options every time you need them when you obey him. He is the lily of the valleys. He's the bright and morning star. He is the rose of Sharon. There's none like unto him. He's beautiful beyond compassion.
darkness at all. He's the loveliness of God. Rashu Mekafaya. He's the epitome of beauty. His presence is intoxicating. There's none like Jesus. There's none like Jesus. There's none like Jesus. I came to promote Jesus to you this morning. I came to advertise Jesus to you this morning. I came to lift up Jesus to you this morning. I came to glorify him and make him glorious to you this morning. Shamaka Fulamasimakaya. He's the lily among thorns. Everything else apart from him is darkness and will prick you and will hurt you. In him alone is perfection, for he is perfection. Shaka Sulamasimakafa. Rinderiakatusamakafa. I came to advertise Jesus to you. I came to promote his words. I came to ask you to be addicted to obeying Jesus. Kamisama. Rashi Makafala. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his words what a glory he sheds on our way while we do his good will while While we do his good will he abides with us still he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey trust and obey for there's no With every head bowed and with every eye closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church. But you know you don't live a surrendered life to Jesus. You know Jesus is not the Lord and Savior of your life. You don't follow his commandments as you should. You are here this morning wanting to pray for you. That you walk and come onto a path of obedience and submission to Jesus. That when you die, you go to heaven and not hell. If you are here like that, stand wherever you are and lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to be born again. The Bible says that and in that day the books were opened and another book was opened which is the book of life. And anyone whose name was not found in the book of life was cast into everlasting fire where there shall be weeping and gnashing of tears. If you are here, I want me to pray with you as we conclude. Or you are a Christian, but you've gone away from God, and you like to rededicate your life to God to walk a walk of obedience. Please lift up your right hand also, and I'll pray with you. Is there anybody here like that? I see your hand, my brother. Is there anybody else here? You want to rededicate your life to God? I want to pray with you before we close. If you lift up your hand, please do one more thing just come to me in front and we'll pray together clap for him
My brother, I want you to pray this prayer after me, and I want the rest of the congregation to join us. We all need salvation. You want to say, Lord Jesus, this morning I come to you just as I am. I surrender my life to you. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me with the blood of Jesus. This morning, I receive Jesus into my life to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Say, Heavenly Father, please write my name in your book of life so that when I die, I will come to heaven. Say, Holy Spirit, please come and live with me and help me. Strengthen me to live the life of a Christian all the days of my life. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Please go with our pastor. He will speak to you for two minutes and then you join us. Clap your hands as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Are you happy that it is all about forgiveness?